bitch, this is fame, not clout I don't even know what that's about, watch your mouth Baby got an ego twice the size of the crib I can never tell a shit, it is what it is Said what I had to and did what I did Never turn my back on FBG, God forbid Virgil got the paddock on my wrist, doing front flips Giving you my number, but don't hit me on no dumb shit Alright, what up, we're back Another episode of the Morse Code Podcast. I am here. Soap Prizzle's in the building. What's up? Good evening, Soapy. How are you? I'm all right. Just woke up from a nice nap and uh, going back to sleep in a little bit. <laughs> there you go. That's the dream. <laughs> it's the life of a show business superstar. Yeah. Work, nap, sleep, and do it again. Eat once a week. Once a week. Sleep. I don't know. A lot. Um, anyway, let's get, let's get right down to business. So <laughs> a lot going on. I don't think we've talked in a while since, um, the last, last dance episode. Let's start there. Uh, episode seven and eight came out last Sunday. I was a little behind. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I actually caught up last night and then this morning on episode seven and eight, thought they were good. Thought they were good. It dove into a little bit of a little baseball, a little retirement, little finding your dad murdered in a creek. Mm. Little Father's Day. What else? A little series with the magic. Some good stuff there. What were your overall takes on the latest two episodes? Interesting how much they did touch on the um, the retirement, the baseball stuff. Him actually addressing the the rumors. For anyone who doesn't know, the rumors that baseball was really the NBA the NBA's way of of suspending Jordan for like excessive gambling, which I still yeah. don't fully understand. It is what it is. Um, I did think that there was one interesting point made about that, which was that it's like, yeah, as much as those theories uh, do seem pretty legit, there is the fact that, like, why would David Stern suspend basically his cash cow, like the money right. maker, the face of the league? Mm-hmm. So I don't he know, said that, that. or yeah. one of the other guys said that they're like, how does this make any sense? Which I agree with. Yeah. That point alone is almost enough to make me believe, like, yeah, that is true. Why would they do that? Uh, mm-hmm. Like, at him at the height of his powers, um, like, he could have had some, granted, so the Rockets won those two when he wasn't in there, but I think those <laughs> could have been some pretty good matchups. Spoiler alert. Bulls and Rockets, yes. a classic, uh, classic animal vehicle Versus. rivalry that... yeah. People have been talking about for decades. Good segue from our Elon Musk conversation last week. So shout out uh, Archangel 12, Elon Musk, Rockets. Yeah. Um, Sigma Alpha Epsilon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. I thought I thought that was interesting. I thought the whole segment around his retirement was pretty well done. Um, also reminded how much of a freaking like media circus that was like back in the day. And I was trying to think of maybe compared to now, I guess the closest thing would be if, if LeBron like just retired after the after he left Miami. Um I guess. Like even though he lost his last year. I think that's the closest thing I could think of. Yeah, I I definitely agree. I think the closest that would have come that actually happened is LeBron and the decision in twenty ten. But imagine if this played yeah. out on Twitter the way that that did, and that was in the early stages of Twitter really. Um but yep. if this decision played out like that, yeah, it would have been fucking nuts. But n- nothing holds a candle to that. No, that that was crazy. And then um, I was also, I don't know, surprised, but reminded 
some of the baseball stuff. And I think I saw, maybe it was you who tweeted this or someone, just talking about the fact that Jordan started his minor league career with a 13-game hitting streak, but also just jumped into minor league baseball. Like, that's truly insane, if you, if you really think about it. <laughs> like, yeah. that's absurd. I'm not sure how the fuck that would work um, with anyone today. Because I don't think any other athlete is revered the way that he was. So Mm -hmm. as accepted as he was, like, from his peers anyways. uh, And I'm just Mm -hmm. saying from the sake of what are other guys going to think of this? Like, well, this guy's fucking taking a spot on the team from someone else who's spent their life um, trying to play. Like, I don't know how people thought of Tim Tebow when he was doing that. Um, I think he's, he's probably the most prime example of someone who's the absolute good guy and mm-hmm. there's nothing to hate about him. And I'm sure guys still felt that way about him. So, but yeah, uh, yeah. in terms of an athletic feat, that makes no fucking sense. How do you go no, from very, very strange. They, they said in the documentary, the timing of the last time he played baseball compared to him going back, it was something like 14 or 15 years since yeah, he, he last like really touched the bat. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even to average t- to, to hit, 202 or whatever the hell that was that's actually pretty impressive it is and i think um terry francona who was his coach which is also pretty cool i forgot about that he was saying too he's like the fact that michael hit over 200 that year was crazy like insane and they talked about his work ethic and you know staying before and after and this this and that and taking it seriously um what was was really cool to see but I, i just I know. I think it gets it gets forgotten about or swept under the rug or everyone look about look at it when looking back it was kind of like oh like you know Michael Michael left the NBA to play baseball and failed but that I don't think that comparison would have been really made or that you know judgment would have been made if he also wasn't Michael Jordan from basketball you know what I mean like you're going from inevitably that at the time thought of as the greatest player of all time especially in the current league at the time to going down to a you know hitting 200 in, in minor league baseball it doesn't look good but if, if you know what i mean if you look at each thing separately in a vacuum uh of what he was able to do in baseball all things considered that was kind of a hit on the documentary that that i really liked and it's kind of cool um but it's interesting now looking back because you us watching it now we know he's going to go back to basketball at the time, I mean, were you following it all live at the time? No, definitely not. I, yeah. I definitely don't Me have neither. like vivid right. memories Too of that. Too young. Um, that would have been just so cool as like a Bulls fan, especially as a kid, like if I was truly following it. The day like I can picture like being so heartbroken the day Michael Jordan leaves, but then that sense of like joy and excitement when he announced he's coming back, like I can't imagine anything like that like in, in current sports or honestly, like in anything, how awesome that must've been. Yeah. I, I feel like imagine coming home from, let's say you were high school or middle school age. So definitely old enough to remember those mm-hmm. memories. You come yeah. home and I remember the first thing I would turn, the first thing I would do is like set my bag down, take my shoes off, turn on ESPN news, um, like take my diaper off, whatever, uh, whatever. <laughs> and, um, yeah, just looking forward to that story and hearing that update yeah, yeah. every day. Just, yeah. I don't know how long that those rumors built for. They made it seem like it was only a few weeks to a month, but the way yeah. that he said, I remember, and they definitely focused in on this during the documentary uh-huh. that uh-huh. he said something like, 
the way that I look at retirement is it means I'm free to do whatever I want to do. But right. if I change my mind at some point down the line, then then that's what I want to do too. So he definitely yeah. left the door open intentionally and knew that at some point. Yeah. So oh, yeah, definitely. Like, this could happen. Absolutely. So, yeah, def- definitely pretty it cool. It did happen. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I feel the like the modern-day equivalent on... of that would be something like, mm-hmm. I don't know, if Gordon Ramsay retired from his cooking show. And then and came back to the NBA. Yeah, the next like two years. Yeah, oh, that'd be man. that'd be headline news for sure. That would definitely make it to ESPN News. I know that. I'd watch. It would definitely, yeah, ESPN News. Probably like the SEC Network would cover it pretty heavily. Um, Paul mm-hmm. Paul Feinbaum would probably be all over that story. Um, <laughs> kind of a nice a nice going full circle between last week. It'd be you know if you just went down to your favorite local pub. And you saw uh, old Sam Malone slinging, slinging the towel over his shoulder once again after oh. he retired from the, the bar business. How, how, how fulfilling of a feeling that would be to be reunited with uh, um, those memories just flying Boston's back. Favorite. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. You talk about nostalgia. Did you, side note, serious note, did you actually ever watch Cheers at all? I definitely caught it on TV a healthy amount when my parents would watch it. I know you're a fan so somehow. Good. I am. It's on Netflix. I don't know if it still is. It's so good. Like sitcoms from that like 80s, 90s era were really, in the movies too, were so good. And mostly just because I remember, like you said, watching with my parents or with my dad or something. Like those are those are absolutely timeless like um, media platforms. Yeah. Those those like eighties and nineties like sitcoms and movies, but I don't want to go too far down that path. The other thing I wanted to touch on from this episode, on I guess a lighter note, and we talked about this earlier, but holy shit, poor Scotty Burrell, dude, that guy <laughs> just takes takes it almost every week. I think it was the first <laughs> week or maybe the second week when they have that clip of Jordan busting busting him on the plane, right? Just ratting him out about everything. Yep. This episode, or this week rather, they go right back to Scott Burrell um, and Jordan just dogging this guy on the practice court and the games and everything, just making this guy look like a bitch, like no matter what he's doing, dude. <laughs> and I almost like feel bad for him. Was, like His teammate is just literally barking at him from the side. There's one, you remember the part when Scotty Burrell was like, taking free throws in, my, in practice and Michael's literally just sitting down like on the ground, like on his butt. Just calling him a hoe and yelling at him and calling him garbage. <laughs> and there's there's one line he's just like, "Make this free throw, you bitch hoe." <laughs> and I think he does, and he like gives him a little clap or something. But I thought the I thought those scenes were really great. Like that that segment gearing towards like showing Michael's like intensity and and how he was like around his teammates and stuff. Yeah, it was good. I I honestly thought from the way that he was warning everyone about before this whole series started that it was going to yep. make him look bad. I thought that they were going to oh. show more of this stuff because as much as he does shit on these people, it always seems like for the most part, it, it always comes out pretty lighthearted and it not does. him like straight Definitely. up yelling or getting pissed and like, you know, mm-hmm. flinging a chair across the practice court or anything like that. But, yep. um, but yeah, I, I'm sure he has a lot to do with like, you know, well, we're not going to show all that stuff. Uh, we'll let him see a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, but just even the imagine stuff with that like Steve Kerr and like um all the other guys he 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 even like wrapped it up even that like how episode 7 ended which was really great when he was just like kind of 
kind of like broke down just talking about his intensity and how he played. He even said, he's like, he's like, this is the way I play. He's like, yes, I wanted to win more than anything, but I wanted, I wanted those guys to come with me. Like I, I wanted them to feel the same feelings I had and stuff too. Um, which was kind of, which was kind of cool to hear as well. That was the exact same speech that I used to give. So I used to do like the, you used to be like a paper boy back in the day too, right? Like delivering your routes and stuff. Uh, no, I never, I never, I never made it to the pros. All right. Yeah. You, uh, you definitely I wouldn't understand like, what I'm, what we used to no. go through, but I, would I used just, to like, give walk that down to my driveway and I would go down and get it and just bring it back to my house. That's as far as I got. I trained my ass off, but I never made it to, you know, a full on route. Oh, dude. A great route run. You sometimes you had to lead people who didn't want to be led. And sometimes mm-hmm. you had to pull along people that didn't need to be pulled or didn't want to be pulled along. So I 100 sure. percent like got it with him. That actually made mm-hmm. me tear up just thinking about those memories of uh, honestly, I don't even want to go too far down this path because it is kind of sad thinking about it. But yeah, um, if you want to call break anytime, you, you're more than welcome to when you talk about this. <laughs> so, but no, no. The, that was a, that was a pretty good scene. And it's like, well, this guy was just willing to do Great whatever scene. the fuck it took. And it, and he wasn't as much as people now, especially on Twitter and being able to mm-hmm. react to this. Now I'm glad that yep. he didn't exist in the Twitter age because as much as he is being called out in hindsight, mm-hmm. he also wasn't like going out of his way to shit on people to the media in post game or anything like no, that. No. So it was all right, done right. behind the scenes, which I can appreciate. I feel like yeah. any of the, uh, the guys, the, the big name uh, basketball players now, like mm-hmm. honestly, LeBron and Kyrie come to mind. Yep. Those guys just fucking call out their teammates pretty much yeah, in front of the media. Sometimes they'll like, so subtly tweet about them, the yep. bullshit like that. So yeah, yeah I, uh, I agree. Good, good call. Because, I, I'm I mean, glad it happened. The LeBron, way that. LeBron got virtually half his. He got the Lakers traded to the Pelicans, like virtually half the team, and then all, all to bring in Anthony Davis, and now now he's in first place, and like all life is good. It's like mm. there's no, I don't know, there's no such thing as like fighting through adversity, and that was one of the uh, going. But that reminds me, going back to that whole scene he was talking about, I loved it because he's like people. You know, I'm I'm paraphrasing here. He's like, people can you know get mad at me or judge me or for being this way, but it's because they've never wanted something like I do. They haven't been through what I've been through. And then they showed the clips of him getting like you know his ass kicked by the Pistons and losing to um you know the the Celtics and all those other teams. And it just it just makes it a lot more um, viable for kind of what he was owning up to towards the end of that '98 season, and it's a great a great comparison to what you're just saying with like guys like Kyrie and LeBron, who, um, oh, this sucks, like I'm out, or this isn't going to work. Let's trade all these kids and sign me Anthony Davis and this this and that, or Kyrie, I'm out of here. I'm not resigning, even though I just fucking told you I was going to, sitting down in in half court in front of all these fans, and you know what I mean, and and just like the building of the super teams and shit like that, so. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, we we've, we've said this before. It's definitely two different times, two different eras. But it's just, ugh, it's just, it's, it doesn't. The current era just doesn't look good uh, in general. I think compared to to some of the stuff that's kind of kind of showing in this documentary. But I don't know. I figured after all this, Scotty Burrell deserved a quick shout out for. Uh, I don't know, man. Just pretty much just being bullied on national television. Yeah. <laughs> uh, week after week by by Michael Jordan. Um, this is interesting, too. I wrote this down. So I noticed this on episode eight this morning. I hope you did, too. Some of the stories about, like, Michael getting, finding things to help motivate him and stuff like that, 
Dude, one of the coolest scenes in the entire segment so far was from the 98... I don't know if it was 98, the first year he came back um, when they went to the playoffs. I think it was because they played the Magic. But before that, that series against the Hornets where B.J. Armstrong beat him, I think, in game two, right? Mm -hmm. And then kind of like, you know, did his thing and, and showboated and stuff like that. Dude, there was a scene the next day when Mike was just sitting in the locker room with a cigar and with a baseball bat just like talking about what he's going to do to him in game three. That was one of the most badass scenes I've ever seen in a movie or in real life. Yeah. I love that. That that was like a villain or the, Mm -hmm. the fucking crime boss kind of slowly turning around in his, uh, computer. Uh, yeah. In his office chair. Yeah. That was, that was so good. He's just swinging the bat. I think Mm -hmm. there must've been a reporter or maybe it was just the guy that was filming the whole Mm -hmm. thing was in the room and he was like, so are you still mad about that? And Jordan's like, nah, it was just one game. It's going to be a dogfight the nah. next game. Why? You think I should be mad about it? Yeah. And uh, then he was just talking about, I was like, like BJ, uh, man, he should have known better. It's it's easy mm-hmm. to talk shit when you're up five or six points, but it takes a, a bigger man to, to talk talk that talk when you're down or when it's mm-hmm. a tie game. So we'll see what yeah. happens. And he's just, yeah. And then, then at one point he just kind of lays back into his uh, locker room cubby, just swinging a bat. Smoke stogie. Uh, who must have been off, off, off camera in that scene, getting ready for the game? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he also kind of reminded me of the guy. I haven't watched this show, but he kind of reminded me of that guy from Walking Dead. Isn't he like a notorious bad guy in that show who like walks around with a bat and like kills people? Yeah, uh, I think his name is Negan. He, uh, but yeah, his name's what? Negan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's something else. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know who that guy is, but um, that was the first thing I thought of when I saw that scene. And then there was that great story about the LeBradford Smith story. That was pretty funny too, about that random kid on Washington who um, like busted him up for thirty-five, and then Mike went back the next day and busted him up for thirty-five in the first half. And then, <laughs> oh, actually, the best one was probably the one from the Magic series uh, with Nick Anderson. And this mm-hmm. was, this is such a cool story. And it's cool, dude, because a lot of these stories come from other you'll see them in other 30 for 30s too yep. you know like you mentioned before jordan rides the bus that was great have you seen the magic one this magic moment no i haven't seen that oh that one's so same air is the same everything um but they focus a lot more on that series in the the this magic moment one but anyway when nick gander said nick anderson comes out and says that's 45 that isn't 23 and dude then he comes out in 23 the next game that was so fucking badass. Yeah, and then that's bust sick. them up in that game too. That was cool. And then they lost the series, but whatever. Um, but yeah, so I, I think um, I think it's gonna be bittersweet this Sunday. Uh, the last, the last, last dance. The last two episodes. It's gonna be cool to wrap it up. But I think I saw commercials that those new. They're releasing some new thirty for thirties as well that are gonna air on Sundays, um, mm-hmm. including that um, baseball one with Mark McGuire we talked about. It looks like there's a Bruce Lee one too. That looks pretty sick as well. Yep. I'm sure, um, you know, uh, growing, you grew up in Cambodia until you were like 20. <laughs> we'll assume I did. Why? What's your, uh, what's your next, what is this leading up to? Uh, <laughs> I, I just didn't know how big of a, um, influence Bruce Lee was like on your, like, you know, on your, um, like studies and schoolwork. And I don't know if you're big into martial arts or not. I assume you're not. So I figured Bruce Lee was like a motivator for other other things in your life. I don't know if you wanted to talk about that for like 30 or 40 minutes. 
Yeah, uh, he was. Uh, I'll make it quick. I only need about twenty minutes. Um, <laughs> he was a big reason that I got into the the paper business to begin with that I referenced earlier. So I took a lot of Dunder Mifflin. No, uh, the paper route, like throwing oh, newspapers at at people's houses. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. a lot of that came from um, just looking up to him and and mm-hmm. studying his movies. Um, so yeah, yeah it, that was a that's pretty bittersweet that. Uh, I get to I get to watch like a local, a local hero that I yeah, feel like I really knew growing, growing up. It's really cool. Yeah, when a local kid from town kind of makes it big. Um, oh, yeah. Did they ask you at all to be part of the documentary, or do you not? Are you legally not allowed to talk about it till it comes out? Ooh, um, I don't want to get you. Yeah, I feel like I'm answering this by not answering this. I think you know what I mean. I do. That's in, that's that's one of the cooler things you've ever said. Um, gotcha. So that'll be cool as well. Let's, let's shift to this. Um, you had talked to me earlier when we were, I think this was like hour three or four of our production meeting this morning. Um, mentioned something along the lines of something you want to talk about. Yeah. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I stopped listening after mm, like a couple minutes. Um, minute four, minute four to be exact. Yeah. Um, But go ahead. You had something you wanted to talk about. So I guess I owe it to you to say it. All right. So I think we've actually brought this up before in the past, you and I. And I kind of want to put this out to the people. I was thinking of like cool things, but I'm going to put a twist on this. So I was thinking of what would people rather do? What would they rather be – rather be able to do in a in a sports sense just like a one-time instance mm, so sure. a couple of the things that i thought of dunking's on someone hitting a mm-hmm. home run hitting a hole mm-hmm. in one those are easy Ooh. the the things oh, that yeah. i'm like the caveat to this whole thing though is that at the end of it number one it's a one-time occurrence number two you go back to your normal life so mm-hmm. it's even more unrealistic that way but for some reason you're either put into a basketball game baseball game whatever whatever you consider would be the coolest accomplishment but then after that yeah you go back to your normal life so this is just a one-time 15 minutes of fame what would you it. want it to be so i'll let you answer first because i have a very specific answer wait out of those three suggestions or just something like that uh, no we can so let's see so dunk on someone hit a home yep. run None of these are game-winning yeah. plays either, just to make it clear. Yeah, that's okay. That's uh, okay. Hit a home run, catch a touchdown, like, on someone. Oh, yeah, sure. Yep. Um, hole in like one. Like, moss somebody? Yeah. Gotcha. Hmm. Well, so, if I do this, mm-hmm. am I just, like, so, like, am I, like, my 30-year-old self, I'm just going to, like, a park and hitting a home run? Or am I inserted into, like, a Major League Baseball game? Whatever you think would be... The coolest. So if you really wanted to hit a fucking rec league homer for some reason, mm, that could be maybe. your thing. Shout out rec league homers. Yeah, sorry, uh, I did not mean to disrespect the rec league um, demographic. So we'll take. We'll oh, speaking of rec league, real quick. Speaking of rec league, shout out um, Brian Leahy. I think he's a big rec league softball guy. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure he wrecks leagues. He <laughs> Leahy's league of wrecking. I think is actually coming up for their. Fifth year anniversary, um, but we'll we'll address him later. We actually, I do love I think that we guy. Little, we were a little rough on him last episode, and I'll be perfectly honest with you. He he wanted to address it with us like a man, like men that we are. Um, I think we yeah, have those wounds are still fresh. 
Yeah, they, they certainly are. Um, but I think uh, in the future we'll have to do like one of those um, kind of like public uh, press conference apology type of things um, just to make sure as many people see it as possible. But mm. shout out Brian Leahy, probably our biggest fan, um, even though I certainly hate him. And I think uh, the, the feeling probably goes both ways. So could be our biggest fan, could be our biggest hater. Um, but you just don't talk about rec league softball and not talk about Brian Leahy in the same sentence. Just oh, wanted to exactly. dress the elephant in the room. Anyway, going back to your ridiculous question. Um, I think depending on who it was and again, if it's just a one-time thing, I think that makes it even kind of cooler. Cause like, even if you like, you just truly like just dunked on someone, even if it wasn't like a rec league game around mm-hmm. your friends, and certain people, it's almost just like, holy shit. Like, I didn't know, A, I didn't know he could do that. Exactly. And B, you kind of just, like, walk off and never talk about it again. And you can't ever, you don't ever have to do it again. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that kind of adds, I think, to the mystique of that feat. So I would go with dunking on someone. I don't know who yet. Maybe Brian Leahy, actually. I think I'd like to dunk on Brian Leahy in a, in a pickup game where a lot of people oh my I God. know are Fucking watching. yam on him. And then just walk off, kind of like like the Scotty Pippen on Patrick Ewing dunk. Just literally dunk on him, push him off, and kind of just walk off into the sunset. Put yeah, put him on a poster, and then pardon my language, print the but poster. Dra- yeah, yeah, print the poster. I'd then deliver it for some reason on my paper route. Yeah, um, yeah. damn, that's actually my answer too. But my answer is oh. a little different because okay, my answer please. is. Um, in a very specific scenario. <laughs> yeah, me getting dunked on. Oh, that'd be uh, sick one too, just taking a sick charge like in a in a rec league game. Ooh, r- running <laughs> into like a huge <laughs> running into like a really big uh pick, like a really big oh, yeah. dirty screen. Yeah. Yep. That was my next guess. Next answer, but go ahead. Yeah, so my answer is very specific. It would be dunking on someone, but it would be mm-hmm. specifically at UNH. Uh mm-hmm where you and I went to school and this would be, this would be at the rec center playing against the football team. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. This is what I would do. And I would pay a good amount. We've had this argument before. I would would pay pay a good amount of money to do this. Yeah. 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 Dude, those guys used to play so fucking dirty and also walk in there. Like their shit didn't stink when at the end of the day it's like, well, you're not going to end up playing pro football. So don't act like you're the fucking king of the king of the town here. Um, I could picture a few specific guys. I won't shout them out because nah, number one, not worth it. No yeah. Outs. Well, I'm not Anti-shout. giving attention to a bunch of nobodies, but I could think of a couple you people that I would put some real thought into this. Oh yeah, dude, I would dunk them feels, through the earth's ruined. crust, and um, <laughs> and make sure that their whole team was there to see it, and then yeah, just walk off and be like, yeah, I did that, but I'll never it'd do it be, again. It'd be even better if we. I'm picturing this like a Saturday afternoon, like four o'clock rush time like pickup game do that you know oh dunk on yeah it. like tie game and like i i hope like i envision i'd like to be part of that team and i hope our team like sucks like myself and you included like we don't know what yeah. we're doing we're down <laughs> like it's like 20 to 1 you know game point them and all of a sudden dude you just come up someone like hits hits you with a, ni- a nice backdoor cut bounce pass to you the other kid kind of sizes you up from the opposite wing, comes over to, to you know, greet you at the basket. You just throw down on him, right? <laughs> yeah. And then since we can't do it again, they'll probably score immediately and win. But everyone sees that, dude. Um, 
it'd probably be like an initial shock reaction. It wouldn't be like a standing ovation. Right. But you do that and it's even better if then we go out at night and like you run into those guys at a party or something and they just wouldn't be able to say anything to you. Oh man. Then if I see him at the bar and I'm, and the bar's trying to hand me the bartender's trying to hand me a drink, so I reach over this guy's the dunked on person's shoulder. Oh, oh my no. god. Immediate PTSD. See ya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That level Dude, of his teammates would kick him off the team. I would. I'd remove his scholarship. I'd remove his freaking everything. Take his shoes and call it a night. That that's that's game over. That's lights out. That that's Vince Carter in the two thousand dunk contest. Just okay. it's over. Just go oh, home. Yeah. Go home. Oh, that'd be cool too. If you could add like the dunk contest judges as well. And Ooh. and just and that clip of Shaq on like his old school camcorder <laughs> just reacting to the dunk. <laughs> and yeah, I would definitely I'd make sure that the whole team was there to see this totally. game. The whole squad. And also that current meme of Dwayne Wade at the last year's dunk contest with his stupid ass glasses, um, when he didn't give someone a ten. That's a pretty funny <laughs> meme as well. Dwayne Wade's a funny looking guy sometimes. Very strange dresser sometimes. Yeah. Dude, underrated you that, like dresser. Remember that phase where he did the Nelly thing where he had a band-aid on his cheek? Yes. That so was in the finals, weird. wasn't it? I think so. One of the finals. Know what I just thought of, dude? I think we talked about this a while ago, talking about jerseys. And you talked about like those silk like those silky jerseys that came out for a while. Yeah, they're kind of shiny. Yeah, dude, the Heat had crazy silky jerseys that first series against the Mavericks, I think in 06. Either that or they were just covered in sweat. But those were so strange looking. And then Dallas had like those gray ones that were like translucent, like mm-hmm. just absolutely hideous. Um, yep. Absolutely hideous. So, yeah, that, that's interesting. I'd be curious to see what other people think about that. Um, I think the only I'm really not too excited to hit a home run. I honestly think the hole in one would would be cool, too, because I'm not a great golfer. So if I was out with like a foursome of three other really good golfers and this was like the 17th hole or something towards the end and I just have been sucking it up all day and then randomly just drain a hole in one par three hole in one on like the 17th hole. So like all the people in my foursome see it. Some other guys like at the clubhouse see it. You know, you you, you walk off, you're done, grab beers at the clubhouse. That would be pretty cool as well. I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. I'm stopping you. Uh, when you say foursome – sorry yep yep very simple a total of four guys playing golf ah sorry yeah no I was, so uh, whatever you were thinking just forget it and just yeah, no. reimagine what i just said in a completely normal uh everyday situation uh hey siri please close urban dictionary app <laughs> yep um shout out siri uh shout out urban dictionary one of our favorite sponsors um mm. Next time you hop onto uh, Urban Dictionary, use the use the code Morse code podcast for half off your next um, lookup, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> they do a lot for us. So um, definitely definitely check out Urban Dictionary next time you're uh, you know scrolling through your phone at work or in church or something like that. Just an appropriate place, and um, use the code Morse code pod again for half off uh, your next order. Yes, did I read that ad correctly? Uh. Yeah, I don't know if they wanted us telling us the, like the personal stories about how we use it, but yeah, that was that was it. Now we'll get the job. All right, done. cool. That's called a ad placement. The show doesn't pay for itself. Um, oh, we stuff. did forget a couple things about that that little scenario. Sorry. sorry um, yeah, sorry. We don't I'm have sorry. to get into them, but no, no, I'm sorry too. Wait, did you say you're sorry too? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, well, we're both sorry. Um, 
I forget, like, everyone loves to, everyone kind of grows up envisioning themselves in sort, some sort of, like, mud wrestling. You see yourself, like, pinning a guy down for three seconds. So that's another cool one. Um, or, like, out swimming, out swimming like a sea turtle or something like that. I know a lot of people uh, already, I'm getting a lot of mentions on my Twitter. Yeah. Uh, a serious that, one, so. though. Serious one. Grabbing, like, a wrestling belt in a ladder match would be pretty sweet. Oh, like, God. Like, Just getting, like, the belt, crowd. period. Yeah, definitely. Like, I'm talking about old school, like, Attitude Era wrestling. Like, yeah. sold out. Everyone crazy. Everyone has signs. Like, beach balls flying around. And yep. then just like pulling that belt, it's so much. It's even cooler. Like when they pull the belt off, and then it also kicks the ladder out, so like they fall to the ground with the belt. That would honestly, I'd probably go dunk that, oh. and then the golf one. Yep. Yeah, that that'd be pretty cool. Because by the time that those guys grab it, they're so exhausted too. So they're yes. they're grabbing it. The ladder's falling. They're falling. They're pretty much All like fall. laying down on the ground by the end of it. Oh, they're they're toast. I don't know if you've ever been in a heavyweight wrestling match, but you're you're. You're pretty smoked by the end of it. Mm. Your your dad used to anything, tell us but... crazy stories about that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, yeah, so that that's really interesting. Um, I'd be curious to see if there's any any other scenarios out there that we didn't think of. I'm sure some hockey hardo is going to say like, I don't know, a fucking shootout goal or something. Shout out Sean Olston. Shout out Canada. Bill, um, um, making can... uh, like taking the Zamboni on a ride. I assume. I'd do that. I would probably do that. I can't see a bigger thrill. No, I'm sure <laughs> yeah. like scoring a scoring a goal in a playoff hockey game I think would be sick. Would you rather okay, would you rather score a goal in a playoff hockey game or win a fight in like a hockey fight? Oh, win a fight. No one yeah. no one would ever see either of those things coming, but <laughs> but uh winning a fight would be way more I'd be the bigger underdog in that, I think. You? Anyone else you could possibly get in a fight with. I think you'd be the underdog. <laughs> um, just try to calculate everyone I've ever met in my entire life real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a safe bet. Um, cool, good stuff. Uh, let, let's wrap up here. Any closing thoughts or anything that you think the audience uh, would need to hear from you before we sign off? Th- this one went completely off the rails. Holy shit. <laughs> no went rails from... to be found. Yeah, no, um... Just as always, definitely please follow us on Instagram at the Morse Code mm-hmm. Pod. Uh, mm-hmm. Like we said, this is the mm-hmm. second second episode that we've done since we've been on iTunes. Obviously, the whole library is mm-hmm. there, but follow us on there. Leave us a comment, subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe, uh, rate us, mm-hmm. preferably five stars. I would be surprised if you didn't. And I think we're officially now on WorldStarHipHop.com as well, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. I'll yeah. have to triple check. Um, but last time I checked, we were, and we were trending. Oh, God, trending on Twitter, trending on Netflix. It's getting a little much. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, sounds good. Um, we will see you guys next time. Peace. Later.